0: God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this sixth Sunday after Easter through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A talk is cheap. right? <clears throat> Have you heard that before? You've said it. Talk is cheap. Well, it depends. I, I, it depends on which end of it you're on. We all know what the phrase means. It's easier to say something than to do it. And we've all done it. We've said things we didn't mean or our intentions were there but the flesh was weak when it came to carrying it out when we said we'd do it. On the receiving end of uh, Cheap Talk, if I had a dollar for every time someone said to me, oh, we're going to start coming back to church, or we'd like to join your church, man, I'd have enough money saved up for Jill and I to afford our dream home in sunny Landers, California. Hopefully no one considers this talk cheap, though. As pastor, I'm the, I'm the head evangelist, I guess. It's my responsibility to, handle, to rightly handle the public message of the gospel we proclaim in this town. But every Sunday, my talk is also to reassure you, baptized believers, that God loves you and has saved you. He says it. It wasn't easy for him to be able to say it. It's easy for us to say we love someone, It's even easy for us to say we love God. But again, talk is cheap. You know it. I know it. And Jesus knows it according to today's reading from John. Jesus doesn't say, if you love me, say so. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. We should have a big problem with this because of sin. I mean, one look at this, what What Jesus says here, and I say I love God, but I don't follow all his commandments. I can't. None of us can. Our talk sounds cheap, but there are signs and indicators that we love Jesus, aren't there? There's evidence that we're truly born again. There's baptism. And we come regularly to the table to receive the sacrament. Jesus says there's another sign that we love Him. It's love expressed in intentional or deliberate action and commitment toward Him and our neighbor. It's a love expressed by what you do. It's that uh, agape love in the Greek. You've you've heard that before. This is the kind of love God showed, as you can hear, in John 3.16, that famous verse. He loved the world, meaning all people through time, so much He sent His only begotten Son so that whoever believes in in Him won't die but will live forever. It's not a a theoretical love or a philosophical love. It's shown through what He says. If you love Me, you will keep My commandments. It may be easy to say we love God but it's also easy to misunderstand this verse. And I believe the culprit is the word keep. Keep. What does Jesus mean when he says keep my commandments? Well, it's not, it's not keep as if it were a checklist of do's and don'ts. It's keep as in taking care of something very important. Like taking care of a treasure. When a Christian couple gets married, they make vows to love each other and a sign of that love is often given in the form of rings, wedding rings. The husband and wife honor each other when they're together and when they're apart. At the same time, no Christian husband and wife expects the fulfillment of a perfect standard from each other. At least one would hope they don't. If they do, the marriage is in trouble very fast. You can't look to your spouse and expect them to follow a list of expectations perfectly. Instead, what you can expect from a marriage, a marriage with anyway with Christ in the center of it, is constant, and I mean constant constant forgiveness and striving daily to do one's best for the other. This is the picture Jesus paints in our text from John. Because you love Him, because you love Him, you really do strive to honor Him. His commandments are the living out of His gifts to you. If you love Him, you'll take care of these gifts. You'll keep them with the highest care and devotion. I'll give you one example. The service. Our worship is His gift to us. This worship is His gift to you. We didn't make it up. I didn't write it. The church didn't engineer this whole thing. I mean, yeah, I'm sure some people wrote the hymns and decided where certain parts should go and all that. But the contents of it, the meat of it, the Word and the promises and the Spirit, it's all from Him. It's all from God. You take care of it, right? The church ensures there's a service to be held and a place to have it. You make sure it's done rightly and reverently. You make sure there's a pastor to, have it, to carry it out for you, to lead it for you. You care and have respect for the property. It's a gift. You keep it. But, there's, but here's more assurance for you. Christ keeps his disciples, the ones in John and you, in his care through the gift of the Holy Spirit. We fall short in keeping, God, keeping God's gifts as we wish to do. We neglect devotion to his word. We don't hunger and thirst for, God's, or for the Lord's Supper as we ought to. We don't clothe and feed those in need, which is a terrible offense because we neglect Jesus. But Jesus knows talk is cheap. He knows the only way we can keep His gifts holy and sacred is if we receive help. So He sends a helper, a defender in our weakness. The Spirit bears witness to Jesus and by taking what is Jesus's and showing it to us, we receive true knowledge of God and He remains not only alongside us, but in us. In us. Think of a courtroom in which you're the one on trial, and the one and the prosecuting attorney is the devil, who accuses you of a serious crime and wants to see you rot in jail for eternity. Oh, by the way, (laughs) so last week was uh, the theme was being taken to heaven, right? And I told you about how when I go out and play with the preschoolers during recess, they want to take me to jail, right? And I told you that, well, I was going to try a new game this week. How about take me to heaven? So I tried that. So here's what they did. (laughs) I said, let's play a new game. Instead of taking me to jail, take me to heaven. And they said, no. (laughs) They still wanted to take me to jail. But they finally came around. They said, okay, we'll take you to heaven. But it's heaven jail. So they just can't, you know, they they just got to have some sort of punishment for me. They just got to take me to jail. Anyway, back to the courtroom. So you're the one on trial. The devil's the prosecuting attorney. He wants to see you go to jail for the rest of your life. You're about to be declared guilty by the judge, but your attorney, the Holy Spirit, makes his appeal to the judge God the father on account of jesus christ taking your punishment and guess who goes free you and me listen if you're not sure god or if you're not sure you love god or love jesus or not sure what that's even supposed to look like or feel like that might make you uncomfortable i get it i get it Loving God wasn't on my radar when I began to believe. I had other questions, other concerns. But regardless, if you believe in Him, that He's the Son of God, came to save the world and has done it, you have Him. You have faith. You have a spirit and that means you have the victory over your sin, death and the power of the devil. Having Christ is to have the Father and the Spirit. You've got the three in one. You've got Him and He's got you. So He'll love you. He, he does. We're getting closer to Pentecost and that means we'll change the colors to red and we'll, we'll hang up those cool uh, Fruits of the Spirit banners uh, which I wish we would keep up all the time. Anyway, on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. And from that day onward, Even to now, for all future generations, followers of Jesus Christ know that He is God and they know they are in Christ and Christ is in them. Us, our children and their children. That ain't cheap talk, my friends. That's assurance of the truth and you have it. Reassurance. Your loving God is always a result of Him loving you first. And His love for you gives you life. Eternal life. Jesus just didn't say he loves you. He died to show it. Paid a big price for it. He's kept you and keeps you. You are his treasure. It's his love for you that makes you a keeper. Amen.